Egypt. I stayed with an Inuit family, very gentle, quiet, and good-humored folks. I learned a great deal about reindeer by watching several species in their natural surroundings at Ugava Bay, and I became aware of Inuit customs, too. I learned about Inuit traditions and Inuit religion. Some of the people's beliefs were steeped in a northern mythology. Much of it seemed pretty strange to me. Legends of singing fish, whales with horns like unicorns, ghost bears. Most of the traditions had to do with animals. The Inuit were not at all insulted when I appeared surprised by some of their stories and superstitions. They would often laugh quietly among themselves. Yes, my hostess once said, I have never seen the ghost bear, and I never expect to see him either. But the Inuit were adamant on the subject of reindeer. They believed beyond any doubt that reindeer could fly. The fervor with which my host talked of flying reindeers made an impression on me. This wasn't a singing fish. This was something else. They just wouldn't hear a discouraging word on the subject. The reindeer fly, my host once told me. It is simple. It is like the moon, like fire. It is hard to understand, but it just is. Their passion on this single and singular assertion led me to wonder. Wonder, yes, but certainly not believe. I kept expressing doubt mildly and politely, but emphatically. They would just shake their heads and say, of course it's true. Sometimes they would smile, but they weren't laughing with me on this one. They were laughing at me. On a cold gray day in November, my host and hostess took me down to the village's museum, which was actually just a shack way out at the end of a winding, lonely, little-used dirt road. I brought my camera, and I have since congratulated myself for remembering it. Inside the shack, there were all these old, I guess you'd call them scrapbooks. They lay scattered and uncatalogued on shelves of unpainted wood. The room was lit only by our lantern. It was not a particularly pleasant place, that museum. But there were those books that my friends insisted I see. I took several of them to the dusty wood table in the center of the museum's single room. I sat down on a rickety wooden chair. The pages of the first book were made of leather. Between these heavy leaves were etchings on birch bark, scraps of very old writings, knife drawings, all kinds of things. The illustrations were of animals that were supposed to be walking, talking, and, yes, flying. Many of these animals were reindeer. These weren't exactly funny sketches. They certainly weren't intended to be. But if they had been, you might have said that they'd been drawn by an ancient Inuit Dr. Seuss. I asked my host if the illustrations existed simply because Inuit believed reindeer had a sacred aspect. Maybe the ancient artists were likening reindeer to angels. My host insisted this was not the case. They fly, was all he said. There was one item... I'd call it a drawing. It was an etching on leather done with the point of a knife. It obviously showed a deer pulling a sled seen in front of a full moon. I asked the Inuit if this was supposed to be Santa Claus. Who is sand in claws, my hostess asked. I soon discovered that Inuit ideas of who delivers the gifts on December 25th are quite different from ours. The man we know as St. Nicholas does indeed have a place among the Inuit, but he is no red-suited ho-ho-ho ball of fun to them. He's an Inuit saint, a man of great seriousness and firm intent. They claim to know him as an ancestor. He came this way 1,000 years ago, said my host. 
He lived to the east some five hundred miles, but only for a very short time. And then he went north. He left behind many small deer. As we left the museum, my Inuit friends could tell that I still didn't accept the idea of flying deer. I was trying to be agreeable, but they could tell. They discussed their next step at community council to which I was not invited. Then, just before I was to leave Kuujak, I was escorted by a party of Inuit from the village to a riverbank not far from town. The north-flowing Kaniapiso River enters Yugava Bay just above Kuujak, and that's where we went, to the mouth of the Kaniapiso, where the big stream flattens and grows wide. The Inuit elders, the tribal leaders, obviously had decided that this field trip was an acceptable thing to do. And so, while I sensed some slight hesitancy about unveiling whatever secret was going to be unveiled, our little party made its way through the trees.